Welcome to Homeschool Your Way, the upbeat, open-minded podcast that informs and affirms your choices about your kids' education. We'll provide a buffet of ideas to inspire you to homeschool your way, because your way is the best way. All of the content on the Homeschool Your Way podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical or legal advice. The views expressed by the hosts or guests of the show are not necessarily endorsed by Bookshark. Hi, welcome to another episode of Homeschool Your Way. We're your host, Didi and Jimena. We are from Chips and Salsa Homeschooling, and we're so happy that you're here today listening to us. In today's episode, we're talking about how to choose a homeschool curriculum. It's the top of the year, and it's about that time when we start researching for next year's curriculum. So we want to talk about that and give you some practical tips that are going to help you narrow it down. But before we do that, we're going to talk about how we self-care our way. So if you've been listening to us, you know that we love talking about this because it's so important in our homeschool journey as a parent, as a mom, to take care of yourself. <laughs> Didi, how do you take care of yourself? Well, this week I have a brunch date with my girlfriends on the calendar. Man, it's so hard to get a date on the calendar these days. So hard. By the way, that girlfriend is me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am included, but no, it's it's definitely hard, but it, that's why you have to be so intentional about it because months have gone by that we've all gotten together. Yes. I can't even remember the last time we got together. But we we need to time to catch up and really, you know, be there for one another. It's so life-giving when we do it. It really is. And with the pandemic, it's so easy to be isolated and we need each other. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's important to be creative, too, because depending on what state you're in, um, things are still closed down. So for us, things are still closed down. And it's it's kind of like almost a burden, like to even have to think about, well, where are we going to meet? How are we going to do it? You know, everything's shut down. And so you just have to be creative and be like, well, maybe get some takeout and go to the park or maybe go to somebody's house, you know, in their backyard or whatever it may be. You do have to take the time to be creative and intentional about it. So anyway. And how about you, Jimena? Well, I got my hair done. And it looks really great. Jimena has this cool purple streak going down her hair. <laughs> She's super cool. Uh, well, I do like it. I do feel good when I get it done because it was looking kind of raggedy. Anyway, we love hearing from our listeners and we'd love for you to write to us with your self-care tips. It can be the simplest thing like a bar of soap or simply watching your favorite show. It doesn't have to be complicated because that is the whole point of taking care of yourself is that it has to be realistic and it has to suit you. So go to bookshark.com slash podcast and let us know how you're taking care of yourself. We'd love to hear it and feature it on one of our episodes. Now on to our topic. Choosing curriculum can be overwhelming because there are so much curricula out there and so much good curriculum. So it's important to know what you're looking for before you purchase because it's not cheap. No. And sometimes I think that we are scared to, you know, purchase because we feel like, okay, we're going to spend a good amount of money on this. We better like it, right? So you definitely do have to do your research, but... Um, also know that not everything is set in stone and, um, you know, you kind of have to have a freedom mindset when you're choosing it so that you don't get stressed out about it. 
You don't want to get trapped in the paralysis of analysis. Yeah, it's definitely overwhelming. So let's talk about the different types of curricula that's out there first, and then we will talk about how to choose them. One pretty popular type of curriculum is online or computer-based curriculum. Yeah, and this can be very compatible if you are a homeschool that just likes to do school at home. So there, that is a style of homeschooling is just um, taking something that's already kind of been laid out for you and it's pretty close to the traditional schooling um, and, you know, you follow it online and you do it. There's g- lots of great vendors, too, that um, offer just various classes and enrichment classes as well via the computer. Yeah, and I think most homeschoolers like the online ACE learning for like math or subjects that they don't feel confident in teaching. And I fully agree with that because I know I wouldn't be able to teach high school math. So for me, it's important to have it online. Yeah, I've loved my math curriculum, um, but we did change to a computer-based math curriculum. And the advantage that I saw, instantaneous assessments, really changed my mind. Yeah, well, and it keeps them occupied. You know, and sometimes this might not be a good thing for some kids. They might get distracted. I found that my son was getting really distracted with some online stuff, and we had to kind of change it up for a little bit, and it made a big difference. Another type of curriculum is literature-based, and this can really cater to the Charlotte Mason uh, style or classical style because you are reading a lot of books and learning about history or science in this way. Yeah, you might have heard the term living books, where you're reading novels, maybe um, historical novels or biographies. So these living books are helping teach the history of that time period you're studying. It's teaching you in a way where you can relate to it through story and narrative. And Bookshark actually is a literature-based curriculum, which is why we've loved it so much. Another style of curriculum is unit studies. And this, again, caters to Charlotte Mason or the classical style where you're really diving into one theme or one topic for a time. Yeah, and you're doing it by using different books, which is awesome. And unit studies will cover your science, your math, your your English. It kind of does all the topics around this theme. Unit studies are so fun. Remember when we did a Chronicles of Narnia unit study. It was beautiful. And we actually, it was a it was a whole year of that unit study. So it's cool because we took, um, you know, we did World War II because that's the time that it's based on. We did a lot of different science and it was just, it was so fun. And then we did that also um, the year after when we chose these amazing books and we just, we studied all the science and history that goes around that book. Yeah, unit studies can be really um, a great way to go deep in a subject. And you can purchase lap books um, to make it a little bit more hands-on. And so there are lap books that go with these unit studies. And so it kind of makes it a little easier to follow through with these subjects. The next style, if you're wanting a school-at-home experience, workbooks are fantastic. Yeah, and this might work for like parents who work full-time and they just want something easy for their kids to follow. Yeah, it's really great because there are a lot of different curriculums that have workbooks where you know that once they work through that workbook, they're going to have been exposed to all the things they need for their grade level. Another one is textbook-based. So we talked about living books, but then there are just 
textbooks from traditional school, and this also caters to the school at home style. And so if you just want to make sure that you cover everything that is included in, for instance, a California standard uh, book, because you want to make sure that you're checking off all the standards that go along with your state, then this might be the way that you go. I find that more homeschoolers go for textbooks in the high school years, really using the textbook as a spine because you have to hit these certain markers for graduation. Right, yeah. Uh, My sons are in private school now, and I was looking, helping my son with his math um, the other day, and we had a question, and none of the examples in the textbook were covering this particular problem, but the textbook had a website. And when we went on the website, there was a video. So there's more than meets the eye with textbooks. Oh, that's good to know. Another type of curriculum is an all subject box curriculum. And, you know, we've said it a lot that sometimes this is like the way to go, especially if you're new at homeschooling and you're so overwhelmed, you just buy something that has everything in it. And Bookshark is one of those curriculums. It's so great to have the lesson plans laid out for you at the top of the year. So you basically open it up and go. Yeah, which is super convenient. Another type of curriculum are subscription boxes, which can be great if you're doing Montessori or unschooling or just a supplement to what you're already doing. So it's really awesome because you can have fun while you're learning. Yeah, we've really enjoyed some of the subscription boxes that we've gotten in the past for science. Yeah. And then finally, another type of curriculum is DIY. (laughs) Just put it together. Yeah. And we've done that in the past. We put our own curriculum together in the past, depending on what we just feel like the kids want to learn and based on really great books or based on really fun historical topics. And honestly, it's been great. Yeah. And we're more of an eclectic style, meaning we just kind of pull from whatever um, we feel like is going to fit and work. But this was scary for me initially to just abandon a set curriculum. But they were, it was really rewarding times. Yeah. And I think you could do this in the younger years too, because you have a lot more flexibility in the younger years. All right, well, now that we know the different types of curricula, we can help you narrow it down to the one that will work for you best. And you're going to do this by asking yourself some important questions. But first, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You chose to homeschool so you can have the family life you imagine, full of good books, interesting discussions, laughter, and inside jokes. You want a flexible lifestyle that lets you sleep to a reasonable hour, sneak in some me time, and still have energy to get the kids to their clubs, rehearsals, and co-ops. Bookshark's four-day literature-rich curriculum allows for this lifestyle while giving your kids a top-notch education so they can accomplish their dreams. Use it as scheduled in the 36-week instructor's guide Or do your own thing and skip around, enjoying the books and hands-on science activities whenever and however you like. If you are a parent always on the hunt for a rich variety of learning resources for your voracious learner, Bookshark is a curriculum to know about. Head to bookshark.com to browse curriculum, download samples, or request a catalog. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back to our show. Today we're talking about homeschool curriculum, how to choose it, and how not to get overwhelmed while doing so. 
So in the first part of the show, we discussed the different types of curricula. And now we're going to give you some questions to ask yourself before choosing a curriculum. But before we do that, we're going to talk about what we're reading. So Jimena, do you want to share our new book? Yes, we are going to start reading The Last Days of Night by Graham Moore. And it's a read aloud that we're going to do. And I'm so excited about it. Yes, this is going to be exciting because we haven't really done mystery books before. Yeah, so it's about kind of the fight between Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla and who really deserves that patent for the light bulb. You know, we love historical fiction. So if you can get some mystery involved and a little bit of historical conspiracy theories, and you know, we love that. <laughs> I think it's fun. And my, my son just recently did a report on Thomas Edison because we're, we're studying right around that time period right now. And, um, and he was like, Mom, I know so much about Thomas Edison now. He's like, I can't wait to read that book. So He's already excited, which gets me excited. I love it. Well, we love to hear from our listeners. We love book recommendations. So write to us at bookshark.com slash podcast and let us know what you're reading. All right. Well, let's get back to our topic. So we are going to share with you some questions that you should ask yourself before you buy a curriculum, and that's going to help you narrow it down to maybe two or three before you make your final selection. Question number one, what kind of homeschool style do you want? Yeah, and you know that there are different types of homeschool styles. You have Charlotte Mason, you have classical, you have um, Montessori, you have unschooling, right? So what style do you normally gravitate to? You want to go with the flow. You want to go with what you already love, not try something new. And then think about literature-based or unit study-based, a computer-based workbook. So we talked about all of these different things. What sparks your interest? What do you think is going to be more interesting for your family? Yeah. And also, Are you going to be teaching your kids together? Are they really far apart in age? We did a podcast episode not too long ago about teaching with a large age gap, right? And so there are, this is something definitely to consider because you might have to purchase two different curriculums or you might be able to teach all of them at the same time. My kids are really close in age, so I've loved teaching them together with history, with science, and even with, um, language arts, they're learning together. I've loved using Bookshark's curriculum, which gives you more of an age range versus these grades. Right. I don't think that there has to be this like, okay, they're in third grade, therefore they have to learn this or this way. You know, really, we all learn at different levels. I mean, the proof is that you and I are both learning (laughs) off of a fourth grade curriculum, fifth grade curriculum. You know, we've been learning all along, so it doesn't really matter. Yes. And it makes learning enjoyable when you're doing it together as a family. Oh, yeah. We're definitely advocates for that, if you haven't noticed. But um, because it just makes things a lot easier and makes things flow. So definitely consider that if that is something that will fit your family and fit your homeschool style, then that is the way you want to go. That's somewhere to start. Question number two to ask yourself is, how will you be assessing their progress? Realizing what you're able to handle And how you want to assess is key. So if you know that this curriculum is going to mean hours of looking over worksheets and grading, 
that might not fit into your lifestyle. Yeah, it's so important. I remember I tried a, a curriculum online last year for my daughter thinking, okay, I don't have to teach her, you know, it's all, in, it was for English. And I was like, okay, I got that covered. Well, no, I didn't have it covered because the assessment still landed on me. And, and then I wasn't really connected to the lessons. So I was like, okay, I don't even know how to assess this. And even though they gave me a rubric and stuff, it just did not feel right. And so I found myself not really um, following through with a lot of the assessments, which was hard. So that's something you have to know beforehand. And I honestly, I did not research enough. And so I ended up, you know, not using it this year because I was like, okay, that did not work for me. <laughs> yeah. And it really is something important to think about because you need to keep a really close watch on the progress that you don't want to get halfway through a curriculum and realize they haven't been grasping the material. So there are curriculums like the computer-based ones that give you instant feedback sometimes, um, depending on which one you do. So just take a look at that. You know, if it and, and you want to go for simple, I think. You know, where there's a simple rubric, there's a simple um, checklist for you to follow. That's what you're looking for because life gets busy. Especially with math, I think it's really important to have that instant feedback because I have tried the having the children grade their own work and then they fall behind. Yeah. And before I know it, especially with four kids, I've got this pile of papers that need to go get looked at and weeks might go by before I get to it just because I'm busy with so many kids. And sometimes using other people's rubrics can get a little bit confusing. Yeah. Um, so I think knowing what um, you want to see out of that assignment um, can be a little bit more powerful. Yeah, agreed. Question number three, how involved do you want to be? Do you want a full hands-on experience? Or do you want lecture style where you're reading from a lecture, where you're teaching yourself, where you're preparing a lecture yourself? You know, all these things are something to consider. Maybe you want to have a checklist where the kids follow the checklist and they're a little bit more independent. How much time do you realistically have to prepare for this lesson that your curriculum is um, proposing? Because if it's going to take all night, you know, you might want to rethink that. <laughs> well, yeah. And I know I have had the years where I prepared lessons the day before, the weekend before, and, you know... It can be almost more homework for you than what the kids are actually doing because you've put a lot of burden on yourself. So definitely think about that, especially um, considering your current situation. Are you working full-time? Are you working part-time? Do you have a baby in the house? Do you have toddlers in the house? Are your kids older, more independent? So all of this plays into that decision-making and, um, and how much time you really want to invest or that you realistically have. And I actually really enjoy giving lectures, but now I keep it more as um, when we have a learning lab or yeah. a science lab, or there's a particular thing that I really want to, to teach the kids or, and my lectures are small and bite-sized, not, you know, a full-on lesson. Well, and usually... They're, they're based off of a curriculum that we're already using. Yes. So all of that is important to consider. 
Question number four to ask yourself is, is it challenging enough for your kids? Having a growth mindset and making sure that they are always working towards growth is so important. Yeah, so we've talked before about, um, in our YouTube videos, we talk about how to teach multiple aged kids, right? Because we love teaching our kids at the same time. So we've learned that you teach to the oldest, Mm -hmm. right? In order to challenge your youngest, because honestly, you and I have both experienced this where our youngest have (laughs) really grasped these lessons, sometimes even better than our oldest. (laughs) I think it's universal. I have talked to so many families who say, oh, my youngest just picks up on everything, you know, so quickly. And it's just, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I don't understand it quite yet, like what the science is behind that. But maybe it's because we're not trying as hard to spoon feed them. While we're like spoon feeding, you know, our oldest, the other ones are just learning by themselves. And that should tell us something about how we should teach kids, maybe. <laughs> well, and they're seeing their older sibling. They're they're learning from observation. Yeah, that's so good. So you want to make sure that you're teaching to the oldest and that you're trusting the process, right? Because you don't see the fruit till later sometimes. Every curriculum has kind of a plan laid out, you know? So sometimes you do have to just stick with something for a while to see it work. And every homeschool style, right? Like a lot of people might not want to try unschooling because you're like, it's scary. You know, it's not like something tangible that you can check off. But you got to give it the time to realize that it does work. Yes. Question number five. Is it enjoyable? Sometimes I've heard people say, well, I just don't like that curriculum because it's all, all the worksheets are just black and white. Well, that might make a big difference, you know, like if it looks kind of boring and your kids find it overwhelming, maybe there's too many letters on a page too. Yeah. That that overwhelms some kids. So all of that is important. Is it enjoyable for your kids? Are there enough activities and games and fun things that work for your family? And looking through and deciding if there's enough variety within the curriculum. I know one of the curriculums that we've done um, gives them an opportunity to choose their expression style based on what we're learning. And I think that has, you know, that is the variety we're looking for. You also want to make sure that there's not, not everything is a worksheet or not everything is an essay, right? Maybe one of them is a presentation. Another one is, you know, putting together a video or I don't know, whatever works for your family. But you want to just make sure that there's enough variety and that goes with their learning style. Yeah, thinking about the learning style is important too because does the curriculum give you options that match your children's learning styles? And you know what? The way to find out is asking your kids. <laughs> what do you what would you like to do, you know, for this topic? That's good. And question number 6 is how much do you want to spend? And we're talking money here. Curriculum can be expensive, so you really do want to go through these questions and think it through. Before you make a purchase. And, you know, there are a lot of moms that are super smart with how they purchase a curriculum. And they use used curriculum. Um, There are also curriculum swaps. We go through a charter school which provides funds for purchasing our curriculum. Yeah, so that's something that we have to look forward to. And also we're limited as well because they don't purchase all the curriculum that we want, you know. So all of this will play into your decisions. Also, Looking at curriculum that you can use for 
all your kids together. So multi-age learning is a great money saver. Absolutely. Okay, well, some final thoughts. So after you do all this research, you know, you've asked yourself the questions, you could narrow it down to two or three curricula and then compare. And the way to compare is really with reviews. We know that we love kathyduffy.com because she has some great reviews. And I think she has pretty much every single curriculum under the sun. So much curriculum. And then YouTube is a great resource. There's so many YouTubers get curriculum and do reviews on it. You can see what other families have thought about a curriculum. Yeah, we've done a lot of reviews on our Chips and Salsa Homeschooling YouTube channel. And um, I know that it's been very helpful. We also love talking to other parents and just seeing what they've used, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked. There's also online forums that are great for this. And then just go for it. And you know, once you you narrowed it down and you're still like, uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, you have to make a decision at some point and you really won't know until you try it. And then once you try it, give it a fair chance. Commit to keeping that curriculum going for at least one year. And then, you know, you always can tweak it. That's the other thing is it's not set in stone. Don't use what you don't like about the curriculum and use what you like. We hope that you found this episode useful and that you can share this with your friends and family who might be looking for some new curriculum. Yeah, and just remember that in the end, the curriculum is a tool. What's important is the love and dedication that you put into your homeschool so that you could homeschool your way. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Homeschool Your Way, a podcast by Bookshark. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening now so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you have questions you'd like the hosts to answer or have any feedback about the podcast, please visit bookshark.com podcast to leave your comments. Or you can simply email podcast at bookshark.com.